Welcome to Bolts and Bats in the Bay, a podcast brought to you by FL Teams. FLTeams.com is a top Florida sports source dedicated to providing in-depth analysis and coverage for all Florida sports, included, including college and professional sports teams. Remember to go to FLTeams.com. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Jeff Macalino, and I'm going to catch you up since last time we talked on the week that... Uh, that was, or the two weeks that was, <laughs> and the uh, week ahead for your Tampa Bay Lightning and your Tampa Bay Rays. And let's get things started with the Tampa Bay Lightning returning to the Stanley Cup for its second consecutive season. It took seven games for the Lightning to get past the New York Islanders. There were some ups and some downs and a super exciting Game 7 uh, a lot to go over, uh, especially since I haven't given you a podcast since game one, but presumably you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't already know and follow the Lightning enough to know they won the series in seven games over the Islanders. Uh, the Lightning, after dropping game one, bounced back strongly with a 4-2 victory in game two, a 2-1 victory in game three, dropped a... Uh, disappointing uh, game, 3-2, where they were uh, so close to tying the game at the end, had just an awful second period in that uh, game four against the Islanders. Game five, the Lightning came out angry and just dominated the game, start to finish in eight to nothing victory over the Islanders. Game six was Probably the most frustrating uh, loss for the Lightning of the postseason. Uh, Nikita Kucherov went off early on a cheap cross-check to the hip right in front of an official who apparently told Steven Stamkos he didn't think it was malicious. Believe it or not, that's not part of the rule for cross-checking. Uh, I I, uh, I could go on a rant for hours about why the NHL is going to fail if it's okay allowing its star players to take cheap shots and not even calling penalties. Uh, it allows teams with much lesser skill uh, come out with a game plan of let's just take cheap shots at their best players. If we take Kucherov out of the game, they took a cheap shot at Stamkos that uh, you can still see above his nose uh, after game seven. You can still see the result of that. Uh, the officials... Just were not calling stuff. The Lightning also then blew a two to nothing lead and lost very quickly in overtime. The thing that was making me scream at my TV was how conservative the Lightning got. It was reminiscent of the five three loss to the uh, or the loss to the Panthers, the overtime loss to the Panthers, where they blew a five three two goal lead by playing back way too much and not putting enough pressure and trying to keep the puck in the Lightning's offensive zone. Game 7 rolled around and things started out pretty quietly, although the Lightning honestly dominated uh, the first period uh, entirely, but no score. Early in the second, a uh, a cross-check was called on the Lightning, the only penalty of the game. And after Ryan McDonough and Aaron Chernak, who had missed a couple of games, who came back for Game 7... And obviously, I should mention, Nikita Kucherov did come back for Game 7. 
after a few brilliant block shots on the penalty kill, McDonough gets it out to Kalorn, who passes it to Sorelli, who does an excellent job holding the puck and finding Yanni Gord streaking off the bench. The shorthanded goal, 149 into the second period, Gord's fifth of the postseason, gave the Lightning a 1-0 lead that they would not relinquish. Uh, the Lightning really, even after taking that lead, really controlled the vast majority of the second period and did a great job also in the third period as well, uh, continuing to put pressure on Varlamov, who played a brilliant game. He's the only reason the Islanders had a chance in this game. The Lightning outplayed him, uh, maybe allowed a couple of shots in the uh, two and a half minutes when uh, the Islanders played at the end with an empty net. Uh, the Lightning did some good job keeping pressure even uh, in the uh, offensive zone. Uh, by just holding the puck. Sergachev actually had a shot that was blocked by one of the defenseman's sticks uh, that would have made it 2-0. And Andre Vasilevsky also made history uh, by being the first goalie to ever close out three series in the same postseason with a shutout. Uh, he did the same to the Panthers. He did the same to the Hurricanes. And in this one nothing Game 7 victory over the Islanders, he also... That's his fourth series he's ended out with a shutout as he did that in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup last year against the Dallas Stars. So your Tampa Bay Lightning moving on. Unclear how healthy Nikita Kucherov is, but we'll get a couple days of rest before the series starts in Tampa on Monday against the Montreal Canadiens, who surprised a lot of people, winning even their first round matchup, uh, then getting out of the North Division, getting past Vegas, uh, underdogs in every series they've played in and will almost certainly be in this one as well. Uh, but the Canadians look like they've caught fire at the right time and they've got Carey Price in net, who uh, obviously is a goaltender who can cause some significant scoring issues for his opponent. Uh, so big uh, obviously, Game 1 coming up in Tampa on Monday. Game 2 will be Wednesday. Game 3 in Montreal will be Friday. Then a couple days off uh, so they don't play on uh, 4th of July. Uh, game 5, or I apologize, Game 4 will be Monday. Game 5 <laughs> will be Wednesday. Game 6 uh, of course, these are all, if necessary, Game 6 would be the following Friday. And then uh, all of those 8 o'clock start times. And then if there's a Game 7, it would be Sunday at 7 o'clock. Uh, so easy to remember, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And if it goes to Game 7, uh, a lot of Lightning fans are going to need some extra heart medication. That would be Sunday, July 11th, and that would also be in Tampa. Lightning do have home ice advantage in this series. Obviously, we will be talking a lot about the Lightning and their Stanley Cup appearance. Again, their second consecutive, their fourth in franchise history. And, of course, you can go to flteams.com to stay up to date with your news on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Switching gears to the Tampa Bay Rays, things went a little haywire since I last spoke with you. First things first, and probably the most important, uh, Tyler Glasnow, partially torn 
uh, UCL in his elbow, and he's going to miss time. And it's unclear. He wants to rehab it instead of uh, going for Tommy John surgery, which would obviously be something that would not only end this season, but potentially next season if he did need the surgery. So he's going to rehab it, and if successful, he hopes to be back before the end of the season. That's a long haul for the Rays to go without their ace. This was a guy who, last podcast, I think I said it would take something crazy for him not to make the All-Star team. I still think he might make the All-Star team, to be honest, but not with any additional numbers than what he put up. Uh, Devastating loss for the rotation, and things didn't go well uh, shortly after that. They had the series in Chicago. It was uh, the two top records in baseball at the time with the Rays and the White Sox. The, after the Rays took Game 1, they dropped Game 2 in a 3 to nothing loss, just got really shut down by Dallas Keuchel. And Wednesday lost an 8-7 to game in extra innings. That would be the first two losses of what became a seven-game losing streak. Getting swept four games in Seattle as well, including on the final two in extra innings. And then... Tuesday, starting the series at home against Boston, they dropped out of first place and fell in 11 innings. So three consecutive extra inning games and three consecutive losses to wrap up that seven-game losing streak, and four of those were extra innings. I also mentioned last time, it seemed like the Rays weren't doing well in extra inning games. They've now lost their last six extra inning games. So I, I can't say I put the jinx on them. <laughs> But uh, I, I certainly didn't uh, fix the jinx, I guess I'll say. Uh, need to figure out a way to win those extra inning games. Frankly, at home, frustrating thing to me is when they get that lead runner on second, which I think is the dumbest thing that baseball has done. Well, one of many things, but as far as impacting the game, extremely dumb that they start extra innings still with that man on second base. But when you get through the home top half of the inning and you lead off the bottom of the inning where you just need to get that guy from second in, I know Sabermetrics doesn't like bunting, but I feel like it should be an exception in that case. Uh, I have a feeling a lot of Rays fans feel similarly to me. Anyways, the Rays broke out of that seven-game losing streak, defeating Boston 8-2 on Wednesday. Thursday was a, uh, a, a not very offensive game. If you're into hitting, you probably didn't love Thursday's game. Manuel Margot, however, stole the game in the bottom of the ninth inning, literally stealing second base, going to third as the ball trickled away when it deflected off his helmet, and then on a pitch that did not get too far away from home plate, Margot bolted from third, to home and scored a game-winning walk-off wild pitch. And the Rays reclaimed first place with a 1-0 victory over the Red Sox, taking two of three in that big series. And then uh, followed up with home wins against the Angels on Friday, 4-3, and a blowout, 13-3, on Saturday. One more game against the Angels uh, Sunday, the matinee, and then a, a slow week uh, this upcoming week for the Rays. Monday off, Tuesday and Wednesday at Washington, 
and then Thursday off, and then a three-game set against the Toronto Blue Jays over the weekend. The other big news for the Rays, good news. So, a couple things. One, the seven-game losing streak, obviously very bad. Not what you want, but if you want to look at the bright side, over the last 15 games, the Rays are 8-7. and seven. <laughs> So, even with that seven-game losing streak, the Rays, big picture, are not in terrible shape. Also, the Rays are in first place, a half game over the Red Sox. Obviously, they had a little bit of a cushion over the Red Sox that was gone. It's still early in the season. Uh, they're still a half game in first place right now. Things are okay if they can figure out a way to get the pitching staff to continue to play, to pitch well in the absence of Tyler Glass now. The other big news, of course, which made big national news, I'm sure you probably heard it, Wander Franco made his Major League debut against the Red Sox. Uh, His first game just, I mean, he hit a game-tying three-run home run to tie the game 5-5. He doubled later in the game. He had a walk. Great of a Major League debut, uh, except for the fact they ended up losing in extra innings. As great of a Major League debut as you could ask for from Wander Franco, the 20-year-old phenom, uh, number one prospect in Major League Baseball out of the Dominican Republic. Uh, His bat's quieted a little bit since that debut. He is uh, two for 19 so far in five games with the double, the home run, Four RBI, four walks, which is which is nice to see. He has a stolen base. He struck out five times. Uh, he's not really in the minor leagues. Been a big swing and miss guy. So uh, we'll see how those strikeout numbers uh, play out over uh, you know the course of a an extended period of time. But a lot of Rays fans very excited to see Franco up in the major leagues. So both the bolts and the bats in the bay are still doing nicely. Uh, The Lightning, again, you'll hear a lot more about them as they pursue the Stanley Cup uh, for the second consecutive year. And the Rays continue to lead the American League East in their quest to be American League champions for the second consecutive year. Anyways, that'll do it today for Bolts and Bats in the Bay. Please feel free to hit me up, follow me, let me know what you think. I am at St. Mac on Twitter. And also please follow FL Teams on Twitter at FL Teams. Subscribe to the FL Teams podcasts and YouTube channel. And remember, bookmark and go to flteams.com to stay updated for all your Florida sports news and coverage.